Hello Lighthouse! Isa pong mapagpalang araw ng linggo sa ating lahat. This is Pastor Leo Peralta and I would like to welcome you to our online worship service. At tayo po ay dadapo na sa salita ng Diyos. Pero bago po yan, hayaan niyo pong ihayag ko ang aking pasasalamat, my gratitude, first and foremost my thanksgiving unto the Lord, at yung pasasalamat po sa ating mga kamanggagawa, Lighthouse pastors, elders, staff, workers and uh, members na nag-nanalangin uh, at nagpahayag uh, ng kanilang suporta, nagpadala ng kanilang pagmamahal. Kaya naman po ako ngayon kasama ng aking pamilya ay malakas na. Nais ko pong sabihin na kami po, myself, Kathy, Kiko and my daughter Andrea went through the ordeal of COVID-19. Kami po ay na-infect, but right now, kami ay pinalakas na ng Panginoon. That's why I'm up and about at may kasiglahan sa paghahayag ng salita ng Diyos. Kung napapansin niyo po ang aking bigote, ang aking itsura ngayon, pagbigyan niyo na po, this is my I survived COVID look. Okay? So maraming maraming salamat po sa Panginoon. Uh, salamat din kay Pastor Mike and Pastor Alex for the exhortation and the pastoral prayer a while ago. Bago pa po tayo dumako sa salita ng Diyos, tayo po ay manalangin. Panginoon, maraming salamat sa iyong salita na aming mapapag-aralan ngayong araw na ito. Kumilos ka po sa inyong pinakamakapangyarihang paraan, banal na spirito, kasiyahan mo po kami. At hayaan mong sa pamamagitan ng aming pag-aaral ay madakila namin ang inyong pangalan Jesus. At ito po ay magbigay ng kalakasan sa buhay ng bawat isang makakapakinig para sa inyong kapurihan. Sa pangalan ni Jesus, Amen. Amen. Our topic for today or the lesson for today is the God of dispersion. Yes, I'll say that again. The God of Dispersion. This is an exposition of the book of 2 Kings. Right? Alam po natin, 1 and 2 Kings are originally written as one book. And I'd like to bank on uh, the preaching of Pastor Mackey last Sunday, The God of Israel, which is the exposition naman of 1 Kings. Right? He mentioned in his preaching that God is the one who exalts us. He establishes our kin, and He is the one who gives success to us. And so, backgrounder po, coming from the United Kingdom of Saul, David, and Solomon, dito po ay makikita naman natin that as a nation, Israel was strong. Economically, militarily, as a nation, they, have, they are solid. At sila ay malakas bilang isang bansa. But we all know that economy and military strength ay hindi lamang yun ang basihan ng kalakasan ng isang bansa. Lalong-lalo na po kung ang pag-uusapan ay ang bansang Israel. In fact, the last words of David during his latter days, his request was for his people to remain faithful to God and to observe the precepts of the word of the Lord. He said to Solomon, walk 
in obedience to the Lord and keep His decrees and commands. At sabi niya kay Solomon, Do this that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go that the Lord may keep His promise to me. Sabi ni David. At ano yung pakakong yun? That your descendants, if your descendants watch how they live and if they walk faithfully before me with all their hearts and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. Pinangakuan ng Diyos si David na ang kanyang salinlahi ay patuloy na mayroong uupo sa kanilang trono bilang Israel. But we know that Solomon made horrible choices. Right? He marries the daughters of other kingdoms. Maaring ang dahilan is political alliance, which is very much uh, normal. Tayo po napapanood natin sa mga sine, ay sine pa ba ngayon? Wala pong sine ngayon. Sa mga movies and in Netflix na lang, the monarchs, the kings, and the uh, Uh, the queens of a certain kingdom would arrange marriages with other monarchs para sa kanilang mga anak. And then that alliance would make them stronger together. Right? Pero dito po, hindi si Solomon, hindi ang mga anak ni Solomon ang kanyang ipinaasawa sa ibang mga nasyon. He himself marries hundreds of uh, beautiful Uh, ladies ng ibang kaharian. He marries hundreds of them. 700 wives for the record. At hindi pa natapos doon. Meron pa siyang 300 concubines. And of course, in the process, yung kanyang, yung kanyang, he was also, uh, he was able to, he adopted the worship, the kind of worship of this pagan nation, right? He broke most of the laws stipulated in Deuteronomy chapter 17 that was laid down through his ancestor Moses. So he broke the Mosaic covenant and as well as the Davidic covenant that was directly given to his father David. Naging polytheistic po ang form ng worship ng Israel at ayaw ito ng ating Panginoon. Meron pong nagtanong sa akin. At ang tanong po, bakit daw inalaw ni Lord na mag-asawa si Solomon ng napakaraming babae kaya naman daw nagkawin ng windang ang Israel? You know, yung salitang inalaw ni Lord, minsan po ay hindi, ay nagiging inaabuso ng ilang tao. Right? Obviously, God allowed Solomon to have these wives, right? But allowance, my friends, is not the same as approval. Okay? Ang decision po ni Solomon is not the perfect will of God. It is, it was permissive. Those marital decisions were in direct violation of God's law. And of course, there were consequences. Take note. At the end of Solomon's life, he was likened to the Pharaoh of Egypt more than with his father, David. Nagset po ng trend si King Solomon. 
At ito po, because of the worship of other pagan gods, the kings after him followed suit. They would rebel against each other. They would establish with their, their own turf and then continued the trend of sinning. Because of that, a continuing downward spiral happened to Israel. Because of the sins of her people, as influenced by their kings. Israel now is split into two. The northern kingdom Israel with the capital Samaria and the southern kingdom Judah with the capital Jerusalem. So magandang tanong, why God of dispersion? Let me answer it right away. God in His sovereignty chose to exile the Israelites to the conquering nations as consequence to their idolatry and adultery. Why adultery? Kasi in a way, inibig nila ang ibang Diyos at ayaw ng Panginoon yun, as I have said. And because of the sins of Israel, they were dispersed as a nation. In 2 Kings chapter 17, verses 5-6, to 6, it says, the king of Assyria invaded the entire land, marched against Samaria, and laid siege to it for three years. In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and deported the Israelites to Assyria. He settled them in Halan, Hala in Goza, in Gozan on the Habor River, and in the towns of the Medes. This is the very first deportation. This is the very first dispersion. Okay? It happened in 722 BC, the fall of Israel to Assyria, the northern part which is composed of the ten tribes. Sinabi natin kanina, ano ang dahilan ng kanilang dispersion? All this took place, my friends, because the Israelites sinned against the Lord their God. The exile or the dispersion was the unavoidable consequence for the, the, the sins of Israel. You would hope here, mga kapatid, na nung sila ay madisperse na, that they would have learned their lessons. Diba? Siyempre, pagka nadisiplina ka o napunish ka, right? You have received punishment for your wrongdoings. Matututo ka, right? But hindi po ganun ang nangyari. By this time, you would expect that they have turned away from their detestable practices, at least for Judah in the south, na nakita niya kung paano bumagsak yung nasa north. Right? Dapat sana natuto, but the Bible would record. They would still not listen. There was a continuing hard-headedness. In chapter 17 of 2 Kings, verses 31 and 40, it says, they would not listen, and they have persisted in their former practices. Even while these people were worshipping the Lord, they were also serving their idols. So naging politistic na nga ang kanilang panambahan. Naglilingkod sila sa templo, pero sila rin naman ay sumasamba sa mga Diyos-Diyosya. Alam niyo pong ginawa ng Panginoon sa kanyang grasya at sa kanyang kabutihan. He would, all along, He would send prophets. That's right, prophets. The Lord commissioned prophets 
to remind the kings ang inyong pagtalikod sa Diyos ang nagiging dahilan kung bakit nagkakaganito, nagkakawindang-windang ang ating bansa. And this is very important, my friends, especially in the church context, right? Tayo po ay patuloy na pinapaalalahanan ng ating mga pastor, ng ating mga elders. Pag pinaalalahanan po kayo ng, isang, ng inyong discipleship leader, huwag po kayong magagalit. Dahil po ito sa grasya at kabutihan ng Diyos, kaya tayo nire-remind. Amen? The kings of Israel were guarded by the prophets and they have served us, number one, speakers on God's behalf. Sila ang tagapagsalita ng Diyos at ang una nilang kinakausap ay ang mga haring nakaupo sa kanilang trono. At pag narinig mo na ang thus said the Lord, dapat ay makinig ka at sumunod ka na. Number two, they they are or they were watchdogs of the covenant of God. At makikita natin ito, si Lord ay ang Diyos ay mahilig makipagkasundo. Merong Abrahamic covenant, may Mosaic covenant at merong Davidic covenant. 'Yun ang kanilang binabantayan kung meron bang deviation, kung meron ba silang ginagawa that is against the laws that were stipulated in the covenant of God. The prophets would call out idolatry and injustices. Binabantayan nila yon kung paano ang kanilang nasyon ay pinapangalagaan ng mga hari. Right? And finally, they would also preach shove to the nation. Ano yung shove? S-H-U-V. It is Hebrew for return. It is a constant reminder of the prophets for these people, especially the kings. To return to God. Magbalik loob sa Panginoon. And in the setting sa 2 Kings po, even in the 1 Kings, very prominent dito, the non-writing prophets, Elijah and Elisha, but the writing prophets were all there, the major prophets, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, sila po ay nagminister sa mga kings. Even the minor prophets, Sepanaya, Habakkuk, Amos, Nahum, Obadiah, Zechariah, and others. You can see in the timeline na sila ay patuloy na nagbabantay sa kanilang mga hari. And here's a trivia. According to scholars, itong mga propetang ito ay meron pong criteria na laging binabantayan. I have mentioned several already. Ang kanilang mga binabantayan are the kings worship the God of Israel alone? Kasi meron na pong sinasambang iba. Did the kings rid Israel of idolatry? Yun ang kanilang binabantayan. Are they or were they faithful to the Davidic covenant? Ito ang kanilang mga criteria. And here's the trivia. According to the Old Testament survey of A. Hill, Andrew Hill, and J. Walton, right? ang kanilang, uh, ang kanilang uh, resulta, based dun sa mga questions na yun, in the North Israel, out of the 20 kings of the northern part of Israel. Alam niyo po kung sino ang naka-check o ang nakapasa sa mga kriteriya na yon? Zero. Nada. Walay. Nakakalungkot po. Ano? Buti na lang sa south, which is Judah, out of the 20 kings that have reigned in uh, Judah and Jerusalem, Eight, meron pong walo 
na who did good in the eyes of the Lord. They were notable kings that were described as godly. At kung titingnan niyo pa ang Biblia, ang description sa kanila, they did good in the eyes of the Lord. At ang kanilang panuntunan is the standard that was set by their father, King David. One of which was Hezekiah. That's right, Hezekiah who reigned for 29 years in 716 BC. It is found in 2 Kings 18. It was said that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Ano ang ginawa niya? He removed the high places. Sinira niya mga sacred stones. He cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made. For up to that time, the Israelites had been burning incense to it. Okay, sinamba na nila. Naalala niyo po yun, yung Asherah, uh, yung, yung uh, the bronze snake na pagkaitinaas, ang lahat ng lalapit doon ay gagaling sa kanilang mga sakit. But what happened? Even that ay sinamba na rin ng mga Israelita. Hezekiah trusted the Lord. There was no one like him among the, among the kings of Judah. He held fast to the Lord. He did not stop following him. He kept the commands of the Lord had given Moses and the Lord was with him. He was successful in whatever he undertook. Makikita mo nga naman talaga ang pabor ng Diyos sa isang taong sumusunod sa Kanya. Ano man ang Kanyang gawin, ito ay pinagpapala ng Diyos. Pero hindi po dun sa sumunod sa Kanya because Manasseh followed him Reigned for 55 years in 687 BC. Kung ano po yung sinira naman ni Hezekiah, muling ginawa ni Manasseh. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He also erected altars to Baal and made an Asherah pole as Ahab king of Israel had done. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. You know, scholars would define Manasseh as the worst by far. Worst of the kings in Judah. Why? Because he even instituted child sacrifice. Nakakalungkot po, ano? At napakahaba ng kanyang paghahari. 55 years. In fact, meron pang isang hari na nag-reign ng, ng two years lang. So after 57 years, Josiah naman replaced the throne. In 31, for 31 years, he reigned. It was in 640 BC. And it, it was uh, explained that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he followed completely the ways of his father, David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. It was recorded, my friends, that Josiah made repairs and refurbishing of the temple. Alam niyo po kasi ang templo noon, kung sino man yung nakaupong hari, in, instead na kay Lord lang yung temple na yon, yung mga pari doon, yun know, mag-aalay rin sila, maglalagay sila ng altar ni Baal. So mixture of religion inside the temple. Kaya naman galit na galit ang Diyos. And so because of the repair and the refurbishing of the temple, in the process, the workers inside the temple found the book of the law. Yung matagal ng libro ng Torah na natabunan na for 55, 57 years. 
na hindi man lang nabubuksan, ito ay nakita ni King Josiah. And verse 11 would say, When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. He said, Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because those who have gone before us have not obeyed the words of this book. And they have acted in accordance with all that is written concerning Israel. King Josiah now instituted reforms. He ordered the temple to be cleansed. He renewed the covenant. He removed from the temple all the articles made for Baal for, and the Asherah, Asherah poles and the starry posts. He burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of Kedron Valley. Napakahusay na hari po nito. He removed all the shrines at the high places that the kings of Israel had, had built in the towns of as far as Samaria. Maging doon po sa, sa northern part, pinuntahan niya at uh, sinira niya yung mga ginawang Diyos-Diyosan. You know, as a tribute, here's another trivia. As a tribute to Josiah, when he died, the prophet Jeremiah composed laments to commemorate his life. Napakahusay na hari. The next four kings, four kings, did evil in the eyes of the Lord until the fall of Jerusalem. Jehoahaz, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, Sedekiah, they reigned for 22 total years but led the people into idolatry until the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonian Empire. Here's the catch. Even with the presence of the prophets, they were unsuccessful in turning Israel back from idolatry. It was recorded in 2 Kings 24. King Nebuchadnezzar, he carried all Jerusalem into exile, all the officers and fighting men and all the skilled workers and artisans, a total of 10,000. Only the poorest of the people of the land were left. Now this is the next dispersion. This is now the Babylonian deportation. Sa Babylonian deportation po, merong three settings. One with Assyria in Babylonia. The first dispersion happened in 605 BC. Sino pong profeta ang kasama ron? Daniel and friends under the, the kingship of Jehoiakim. The second deportation, 597 BC with Ezekiel, prophet Ezekiel with 10,000 others under the kingship of Jehoiachin. And the third, Jerusalem was destroyed in 586 BC under King Sedekiah. On the seventh day of the fifth month, in the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, he set fire to the temple of the Lord, the royal palace, and all the houses of Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down, the whole Babylonian army under the commander of the imperial guard broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Ito po ang naging ultimate result sa paghahari ng mga evil kings. A total of four dispersions until the fall of Jerusalem. What can we learn, dear friends? First, 
Dispersion is God's tool in disciplining His people. Let me cite an example. During the second deportation in Babylon, as I have mentioned a while ago, 597 BC, nandun po si Ezekiel. Ezekiel and company were already in exile. Nandun na sila sa Babylon. But God would still use him to preach shove, to preach return. That's, that was still the central message of the prophet Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 18.32, it says, The Lord says, I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Sovereign Lord. Therefore, repent and live. Marami nang namatay. Marami na ang napahamak dahil sa mga kasalanan. Kaya naman tumalikod ka na at magbalik loob sa akin. Hindi ako nasisiyahan sa mga namamatay. Anong ibig sabihin nito, kapatid? God wants His people to repent. And He would go to the extent of changing life situations if only to communicate how far the people have fallen away. Ang mga tao po galit na kay Ezekiel nung panahon na yun. Alam niyo po ang sinasabi nila. Mag-preach ka naman ng iba. Nandito na tayo eh. Deported na tayo. We are already dispersed. We are already receiving the punishment of our sins. Sana naman mag-preach ka ng nakakagaan ng pakiramdam. It makes sense, right? Pwede rin naman. Pero you know, Ezekiel could not help but still, but to preach still the, the message of repentance, pagtalikod sa mga ginagawang kasalanan. Why? Because he wanted the people to understand the, the, the seriousness of sin. And that was the reason why they, were, they have been taken into captivity. That's the reason why they were dis- dispersed in the first place. And it seems matigas pa rin ang ulo. Even when they were dispersed already, andun na ang mga propeta, kasama na nila. Anong ibig sabihin? Meron pa rin pong sumasamba sa ibang mga Diyos. Even in the place of dispersion. And so it was incumbent upon Israel to refute false hopes that were given by false prophets. Kasi po meron ding nang, nang, nangangaral ang sinasabi nila. Right? Tapos na ang ating paghirap. Our suffering has ended. Tayo ay babalik na. <coughs> Tayo ay babalik na sa Israel. Ezekiel would say, Repent and live. Alam niyo po, naisip ko lang, hindi po pagbalik sa Israel ang kanilang kailangan, kundi pagbalik sa Diyos. Amen? At ito po minsan nararanasan din natin in the present day context. Sa gitna po ng, po ng pandemya. I mean, accept it or not, minsan sinasabi po natin, kung babalik lang sana yung normal. Kung babalik lang sana yung nawala kong negosyo. Kung maibabalik lang sana yung trabaho na nawala dahil nag-quarantine. Kung maibabalik lang sana ang mga bagay na ito. Kaibigan, hindi po masamang pangarapin ang mga bagay na yun. Dahil sa tingin ko, maganda naman. 
Pero this message is saying to us right now, ang dapat na sinasabi natin, kung, maka, kung babalik lang sana tayo kay Lord, malamang COVID o hindi, tayo ay mapapagpala, mga kapatid. Pagbalik sa Panginoon, ang dahilan kung bakit ninanais ng Diyos na tayo ay magbalik loob sa Kanya, na tayo, we should repent. Ezekiel calls them to return to the Lord. Why? Because the hearers of the message are still rebellious. And so he affirms the prophecy of Jeremiah that they will suffer for 70 long years. I pray that this COVID, my friends, really from the bottom of my heart, ayokong tumagal na ito. Dapat tayo ay tama makabalik na sa ating normal na ginagawa. Pero bago yun mga kapatid, sigurang kailangan natin ay talagang pagbabalik loob sa ating Panginoon. You know, in, in, in the pastoral team that is regularly held by Pastor Jojo, pinag-uusapan po namin yun, yung mga pastoral tendencies. Because here in Lighthouse, we always lean towards empathy, right? And I thank God for that. Dahil talaga namang Lighthouse, tayo ay nakikiramay, tayo ay uh, alam natin kung paanong makibahagi sa paghihirap ng ating kapwa, kung paano tayong tumutulong. And I love that. Gusto natin magandang istorya, gusto nating tulungan, gusto nating, you know, may angat sa, sa hindi magandang kalagayan. What I am trying to say is this, my friend, not at the expense of truth. Kung paano natin binabanggit na ang Diyos ay mabuti, and amen to that. Kung paano natin binabanggit na ang Diyos ay mapagmahal, amen to that. Banggitin din po natin that our God is a just God. Amen? That even in this person, God would not stop in reminding His people to turn away from their sins and to live a godly lives. Technically, what we have right now is reverse dispersion. Yung panahon po natin, hindi po ba? Bawal tayo magkalat, bawal tayo pumunta kung saan-saan, manatili lang tayo sa ating mga tahanan. Pwede po natin gamitin ito para ikalat naman ang salita ng Diyos. This is godly living, my friends. Magamit tayo upang manumbalik ang ibang tao sa ating Panginoon. Let us use our online platforms to disperse the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And so as the national leader, ng ating mga simbahan sa regions. I'd like to ask for your prayers as well that we may continue pursuing our church planting efforts. Let me show you uh, a map of where we are right now. Ito pong mapang ito, andyan ang mga lighthouse. At kung makikita niyo po sa bandang baba, yung bandang itaas, north, ay marami na pong lighthouse na ikakalat ang salita ng Diyos dyan. Amen? Lalo na't meron pong online setting. Pero nasa bandang baba, sa bandang south, you know, in Mindanao ay wala pa po. Kaya naman, pinapanalangin natin that this year, even in the COVID setting, ay masimulan po natin, mapasimulan natin, church planting in summer, church planting in Davao. 
our church planting in Boracay, just to let you know, is, you know, doing well. Sila po ay nananambahan doon at lumalaki po ang ating kongregasyon sa lugar na iyon. Tulungan niyo po akong manalangin dahil naniniwala po ako, church planting still is the best way to propagate the kingdom of God, to extend the love of Jesus in those places. Mga kapatid, dahil dito magagawa natin ang evangelism, magagawa natin ang discipleship, the nurturing of the believers. Pero anong ang paalala sa atin? Sana po ang pandemyang ito ay magamit na ipaalala sa ibang mga tao na yes, mabuti ang Diyos, mapagmahal ang Panginoon. Pero pag malayo tayo sa Panginoon, pag tayo ay patuloy na nagkakasala, there will be consequences to that. Galatians 6, verse 7, it says, Do not be misled. You cannot mock God or you cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant and those who live to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest Everlasting life from the Spirit. Amen. The final paragraph of 2 Kings ends with the king of Babylon releasing from prison King Jehoiachin of Judah. Take note, King Jehoiachin was tagged as an evil king. But it was said that Jehoiachin put aside his prison clothes and ate regularly at the king's table. Then day by day, he was given an allowance for as long as he lived. The dinner table symbolism, which means God's favor continues to rest upon Israel. Second Kings ended with an assurance that God is not done with Israel. Ano pa ang isang aral? God will never abandon his people. Amen? Hindi kailanman. Pero maaring tanungin po natin, after that exile, nung sila ay makabalik na, what was now to become of the covenant of grace? What was to happen to this divine promise of redemption? Paano na yung pangako ng Diyos that David's throne will never fail to have a successor along the throne of Israel? Paano na po ang pangako yun? And here's the answer. Only an act of God's grace could rescue the people of Israel. Nothing less than a new covenant would do. May bagong covenant na ibinigay ang Panginoon. At ito ay magaganap sa ating Panginoong Heso Kristo. At naganap na sa ating Panginoong Heso Kristo. As we now turn the pages from the Old Testament, To the New Testament, makikita po natin, starting from the Gospel, starting from the very book of Matthew, verse chapter 1, verse 1, it says, This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Messiah, the son of David and the son of Abraham. The entire book of Matthew would tell us about the Messiah. 17 times it was mentioned. And so the whole history of Israel was now coming to its climax at the arrival of the Lord Jesus, the one who was to come to save his people from their sins and to bring 
God's rule over all the earth. Luke 1, 32-33, it says, Jesus, he will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Let me share with you this one final testimony and then we will pray. I'd like to share with you my COVID, our COVID experience. As I have mentioned, we acquired the virus and for the past few weeks, me, my wife, Kiko and Andy, we caught the virus despite the Despite strictly observing the safety protocols, we still got infected. And let me say this, COVID-19, my friends, is an ordeal that you would not wish for anybody to get. Napakahirap po. For more than three weeks, we fought, we prayed, and together with Lighthouse people, nanalangin, mga kaibigan at mga kapamilya, we prayed hard, my friends. We had to stay home because we all know that hospitals are have no vacancies dahil yung mga frontliner themselves, they were infected, right? So talaga pong walang choice but to stay at home and get treatment right there and then. I remember the hardest part of the sickness. It was the point where I was coughing so hard and I was trying to catch my breath. Yung talagang umuubo ka na at hahabulin mo yung yung hininga. But while going through that, my friends, I still have to take care of my even sicker wife, my even sicker child. And I remember the passage. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 to 10, which says, The Apostle Paul said, When I am weak, then I am strong. I'm sorry. The strength of the Lord was made perfect in our time of weakness. His grace was indeed sufficient. And the Lord was faithful to heal my family. I was the first to recover. For four days, my friends, of severe body pains, my wife, yung suffering ng asawa ko for more or less 10, 12 days, patuloy. But me, I slowly regained my strength and he was faithful to heal me. And because of that, I was able to go back and meditate in the Word of God. And so I just realized, while, uh, while studying this sermon, I realized that I am part of that dispersion. We are all part of this dispersion. Why? Because we are exiles here on earth. Philippians 3 verse 20, it says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13 14, it says, Here, here on this earth, 
We have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. I fully understand that Jesus is not only a healer, though he has healed me, he is the Messiah, the Savior, that he will bring me from this life of misery into the life of blissfulness in heaven. Pinagaling po ako ng Panginoon. But when I was reminded of this, I said, Lord, happy na po ako na ako ay pinagaling mo. But then I realized His healing is beyond our life here on earth. His kind of healing is beyond physical, beyond emotional, and certainly beyond financial. Right? His healing is eternal. Jesus is not just an ordinary miracle worker. He's not just an ordinary king. He is the king of kings. And he is the Messiah, the savior of our souls. You know what? My wife celebrated her 48th birthday po last week, April 15, in the height of our COVID uh, infection. And I remember that night when we were praying, nanalangin po kami. Hindi na siya panalangin. Hindi na po siya panalangin ng sakit. Not because of the pain of the sickness anymore, but we were crying with thanksgiving. Because we know and we know, whatever happens, Jesus will never abandon His people. And I'd like to testify unto you, dear brothers and sisters, Huwag nating sukatin ang buhay kung kailan tutuldukan ng Panginoon ang buhay natin dito sa mundo. Our life will go beyond. We will be in the presence of God and everything will be well because He will be with us. He is seated on His throne of power. The Lord will never abandon His people. Amen. And so I celebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the dispersed of God. We are exiles here on earth. Our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Let me ask you, dear friends, Nasaan ka ngayon sa iyong pananampalataya? Are you in the middle of a sinful activity? A sinful vice that you are that is giving you a struggle in life? Kaibigan, talikod lang. Tumalikod ka na at magmanumbalik sa Panginoon. The message is simple. Return unto the Lord. Walang hindi kayang patawarin ang Panginoon. Ano man, gaano man kabigat ang iyong pinagdaanan o maaring pinagdadaanan ngayon. Kaibigan, kaya kang pagpalain at ibalik ng Lord sa isang lugar na ikaw ay mapapagpala. Talikod lang sa kasalanan. 